0: Welcome back to another week of chapter-by-chapter podcasts. I'm your host, Ethan, and today we are continuing on with Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, which means joining us once again, we have our special guest and Pokemon expert, Recon!
1: Ah, yeah, I'm here to uh, continue our save file
0: and see how far we get in this this time. So, uh... Last time, we finally got to the first gym, which was Brock's gym, a rock-type gym leader. Uh, We could just spend this episode recapping last week's episode, but we don't have time for that, so we're going to jump in and start covering Route 3 in the Kanto region.
1: Yes, let's see. So, picking right up here, Route 3. So in Route 3, I guess we'll start off with... uh... Some of the wild Pokemon that you're going to encounter now that you're continuing here. <laughs> so, leaving Pewter City to Route 3, um, you're going to be running into uh, some more Pidgey and Sparrow, which you've been seeing them everywhere, so that's not the biggest deal. Um, but no, one Pokemon no, no, sir, that you will be running into on Routherty is Jigglypuff. <laughs> and Jigglypuff is. Probably
0: one of the, the first normal type that's not a rat. That you yeah. Uh, so Jigglypuff uh is sort of seen as the secondary mascot of the series, I guess you could say, because of its sort. Well, in the early days, it was. Because nowadays, it's like yeah, mascots of the series are Pikachu and Evie, but. Uh, back in the day, it was sort of Pikachu and Jigglypuff. Uh, but would you recommend a Jigglypuff on any of our teams?
1: Um, it's hard to say exactly, just because I'm not entirely sure. Jigglypuff is just a normal type and doesn't really learn anything that would give her an advantage against other Pokemon. So I don't know if it's really something I could recommend. It's more mm-hmm. just if you like the Pokemon, then you would get it. Yeah, I'm just not sure how useful it would be.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, is there any trainers of note on Route 3 that we should keep an eye out for, or is there...
1: I didn't get that. Oh, no. Could you try again? Shit. Let's see. Now, I believe yes. on Route 3, you will be running into the... Okay, just to make sure, right? Uh, let's see. Um, yes, yeah, so on Route 3, this is the route where you first run into the Youngster Train. <laughs>
0: uh, so Youngsters are a Pokemon class that appears pretty much in every generation. They're a, they're pretty much the NPC equivalent of you. They just appear all over the region, uh, mainly in the early and mid-game, uh, they use a variety of Pokemon, but as we covered with last class, if you, last class, if you use if you have a balanced team, then you should be all right. Yeah,
1: and the, you know, honestly, like seeing the youngster for the first time, it kind of makes you feel stupid because it's a kid that's younger than you <laughs> that already has some Pokemon. So it's like you're the you're the slow kid.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's like he didn't even need to get a starter from leading professor. Pokemon Professor Oak, who we still don't know what he specializes in, but it was like, it is quite funny just seeing them about sort of being, and yeah. like, this youngster is the one that starts off the Easter egg, I suppose, in the Pokemon series of, I like shorts, they're comfy and easy to wear. No, oh,
1: yeah, he started that meme,
0: so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, is there anything of note left on Route 3 we should cover before we headed to Mount Moon, or is that all?
1: Uh, I think the only other thing to mention is, um, well one thing I want to mention is that there is one particular youngster in the Route 3, uh, that has an Eakins, uh-huh. which is a Pokémon you cannot get yet, <laughs> and I kind of just thought it was, it, it seems like, uh, they might start hinting at some Pokémon that will become available
0: later. Yeah, uh, because... I I to, yeah, because usually, uh, um, usually, I mean, I know in the early generations, they sort of keep it that you fight Pokémon that you find on that route only, so to see a Pokémon from a later route is sort of like, oh, wow, we're getting something new that's, like, interesting and stuff like that. Uh, is there any changes with this route on Yellow version?
1: Um, yeah, so in yellow, uh, on Route 3, um, you'll find more mankeys, which you already have one.
0: <laughs> yes, um, and we recommended that you get one on your yellow team, so if you missed it before, now is a good chance to grab one. <laughs>
1: um, and also in yellow, um, you will not find Wild Jigglypuffs, but you can find Sandshrew. shrew. <laughs> uh,
0: and would you recommend Sandshrew to add to our yellow team?
1: Um, now Sandshrew can also be a good Pokemon just because he's strictly just a ground type, um, which can also help against, uh, um, the rock types. I mean, I know you have Mankey, but one thing with Mankey hey. is that Mankey, uh, his defenses aren't great. So if you're fighting like a, a rock, Sandshrew is a bit more durable than Mankey. So mm-hmm. I guess it's really more of a, a preference thing than an actual requirement if you have Mankey already.
0: Yeah. No, uh, apologies. You just cut out for a second there. So if you could just repeat your last sentence about Mankey. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just saying that um, Mankey um, can't really... His defenses are a bit low as mm-hmm. compared to Saint-True. So um, Saint-True is a bit more durable than Mankey and can take place if he... Um, doesn't take out the Pokemon that he's fighting anyway. Yeah. So, go for Sanshu for sort of more balanced representation, but go for Mankey if you want, like, a powerhouse or a glass
1: cannon, basically. Yeah, Mankey's the offensive one, and Century's the defensive one. Yeah. So it's more of a reference, but they will definitely help Pikachu, who cannot fight Grandpaces.
0: So, uh... Once you reach the end of Route 3, you come to this little patch which leads into Mount Moon. Uh, but before we enter Mount Moon, uh, I want to talk about the Pokemon Center that's located outside of it and what wondrous gift of wonder and amazement awaits there. Yeah, yeah, so right before Mount
1: Moon, there's a Pokemon Center, and you'll go in there she you'll be like, oh, I just bought all these trainers, I'm like the perfect so you go in there and kill your Pokemon, and there's a dude standing next to the counter, and you talk to him, and he says that he has the deal of a lifetime for you—something <laughs> super special that you do not want to miss out on.
0: Yes, uh, and tell and do tell us what is this amazing, wondrous deal that you do not want to miss out on?
1: Um, it is the fabulous, wondrous, greatest Magic curve in the game. <laughs> And he says that it is a Pokemon that he will sell you for 500 whatever the currency is in Pokemon,
0: Um, Yes, and this Magic Carp is the best Magic Carp in existence. Uh, All of our Magic Carps can curl up and die or just splash to death as they tend to do in the wild. Uh, You should never attempt to catch a Magic Carp because this Magic Carp is the best and everything we've just said is a lie.
1: There's no magic harp that's more magic or than this magic
0: <laughs> Yeah. Uh. So obviously, magic harp is a Pokemon that you won't really get until later. So this sort of five hundred dollars dollar magic harp. Would you recommend picking it up? Now it really depends because if you
1: started the game with Bulbasaur or uh, Charmander. The Magic probably would be worth getting.
0: Yeah, obviously, um, if you started with a Squirtle, with it being the same type, it's not really worth it. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. If you started with Squirtle, you really don't need Magic mm-hmm. Um, and then with Pikachu, I guess it's it's it'd still be a decent idea. It mm-hmm. wouldn't be a bad idea to take it.
0: Because Magic actually evolves into one of the most po- powerful Pokemon in the game, being Garados at level twenty. Uh, this magic carp's at level five, so you do sort of have to train it up quite a bit. Yeah.
1: So, I I would of... say, yeah, I would say that Gyarados is debatably powerful. Early game, he's absolutely powerful. I yeah. Every Pokemon. Now. But by later in the game, there are Pokemon that can like match him. Yeah. But you want to if you want a Gyarados early, then this is definitely the way to go.
0: Yeah, but if you're okay sort of waiting and it's not something that really bothers you, I would say. Wait until a bit later and you can catch a magic carp in the wild that's at like level nineteen or something, so it only has one level to go to. Turn yeah. into Gyarados. Um, now
1: here's the problem with Magikarp. The mm-hmm. problem that everyone's going to encounter if you do get this magic. So it's like we said, Magic Carp evolves at level twenty. Yeah. And this one you get starts at level five.
0: Yeah. So when you get Magikarp,
1: uh the only move he knows is Splash. <laughs> which is, which doesn't do anything. Yeah. Anything. Um, and not only that, but he doesn't learn anything until level 15 in which he learned tackle. Yeah. So for the first 10 levels, Magikarp can't do anything. You can't teach him anything either.
0: Yeah. And you don't get, you don't have an experience share yet. And I'm not even entirely sure if you do get any XP share in this game. So you do have to actually have Magikarp in battle to gain a level. Yeah, essentially in order to level up Magikarp, he has to be in the front of your party uh-huh. and then you have to switch him out for somebody else so they'll get experience. Yeah. And you'll have to do that until level like either 15 or until he evolves. Yeah. Uh which is s- can be a hassle, but it's it's all a matter of if you think it's worth it for Gyarados. Yeah. Uh so Anyway, uh Realistically, it's up to you whether or not you want to take this Magic Harp Add Magic Harp as a party member. We just wouldn't recommend it if you've already picked a Squirtle. But if you want to do it, then go ahead. But if you don't think it will be much use, then just skip it. Save your money. That's not actually your money.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Jim, I mean... Sure. It really depends on how much you'd have. you probably have a lot of money by this point anyways, because I'm sure you've done a lot of battles and stuff. Yeah, of exactly.
0: And you've just won a gym battle, so that's like a nice extra bonus, so Anyway Okay. So that's
1: now I could go into Mount Moon.
0: Yes, uh the first sort of I suppose you could say the first sort of proper dungeon. Uh this is a cave. Caves work a bit differently to routes. And forests? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so. Um,
1: yeah, with the caves, uh, the thing that makes them different from the forest, albeit still a dungeon, is that in the cave, you can always run into a wild Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So every step you take, you have a chance of running into a Pokemon.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Why way caves are good is because you r- run into a Pokemon all the time, you will most likely come across every Pokemon that lives in the caves where, with, like, without actually having to hunt for them. So it can be good if there's a Pokemon you want in the cave because you're almost guaranteed to capture them. But if you don't want any of them and they and none of your Pokemon are really good at getting rid of them, then caves can be a very annoying
1: yeah now i don't know if i would say you're guaranteed to capture them you are guaranteed to find them
0: yeah well that's what i meant like you're guaranteed to find them and hopefully you're guaranteed to find them and hopefully you're not so bad a player that you miss out on like a Zubat or something that's really easy to catch
1: no i think if you've beaten the first gym by this point i think you'd be fine
0: yeah you know the basics
1: (laughs) all right um so in mount moon um obviously you're going to be running into a lot of pokemon while you're in here um and probably eight out of ten times that a pokemon is going to be a zubat yeah because it's the most common pokemon in the cave
0: yeah now uh, zubats are the bane of every player's existence uh they just appear all the time you'll get used to hearing their noise a lot uh It's good if you do want a Zubat on your team, because you can't really miss one, but if you don't, they equally become extremely annoying. And if you go for a playthrough with a Zubat, you're not really going to want to have one for the next time, so... Yeah, I think this is the point in the game where we're trying to teach you um, the usefulness of the
1: Repel item in the Mart. Because, like, if you go to the PokeMart, like, if you were going to buy some Pokeballs, you'd see that there's a Repel item that makes you not run into pokemon mm-hmm. and at first you see that and you're just like i mean why would i do that i could just not go into the grass and run into pokemon yeah but it's
0: really for areas like this where you want to stop you so you don't keep running into zoo Ness if you yeah. find a pokemon already yeah and obviously you obviously like i would say in my opinion Buy a few repels and use them sparsely, mainly so you save money and mainly so you don't run out and you're stuck in counterfeeds. But also, you do still want to fight the wild Pokemon and gain some experience from time to time.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. It'll definitely stop you from doing that. You don't want to fall behind. Yeah,
0: but uh, is there any other Pokemon in Mount Moon that are of note?
1: Um, yeah, so the other Pokemon that you're gonna run into is you're gonna run into Geodudes. So mm-hmm. you can actually like obtain one if you so desire. Yeah. Um you'll be running into Paris, mm-hmm. which uh is one of the first other bug Pokemon that's not or wheel that you'll run into.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh I was gonna say, can we talk about Paris for a moment? Because Paris as a Pokemon terrifies me with its Dex Entry, uh, I know you're the expert, but, like, have you read Paris's Dex Entry?
1: Um, it's been quite a while. I'd yeah. have
0: to look back at it. No, I, I only sort of got this from watching a video about sort of, like, creepy ones, uh, last night. Uh, basically what it is is the mushrooms on Paris' back are sort of taking over Paris' mind. Uh, like, when Paris is a Paris and it has these big, really big... BD black eyes. But when it evolves into its evolution parasect, the mushroom grows to like encase all of it and its eyes go completely white, and that's because the mushroom's taken over and the bug is like a zombie now, so that just terrifies me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I do remember that and essentially yeah, the mushrooms are like a little parasite that control Paris. Yeah. So his giant eyes are just empty.
0: Yeah. Uh, And it's quite terrifying, and it's quite sad as well, because it's sad for the paris as well, because it's just, like, had all of its will taken away. And it's quite... And something else that's quite sad is, while there's still parises and they lay eggs, the mushrooms actually tell the paris to plant mushrooms on the eggs, so the eggs come out with the mushrooms already attached. So it is sort of like a vicious unfortunate cycle but that's today's lesson in pokemon biology complete uh any more pokemon or any changes between distributions in yellow
1: um now the only other pokemon that you find in mount moon um is clefairy which is mm. very uncommon yeah but it's definitely worth it if you find one yeah. because it's so rare uh-huh. um, um but otherwise uh mount moon has sand trees in yellow but that's the only difference
0: yeah. much. Uh, would you recommend catching a Clefairy or a Zubat or anything?
1: Um let's see. Uh so it really depends on your current team. So I mean Zubat is like a poison type. So it depends on if you would find that useful which currently in Mount Moon a poison type probably won't be useful. It may become useful later, um, but it's all a matter of if you feel like it's worth catching
0: right now. Yeah, a Poison's uh, not really a good type. I mean, v- a lot of the time Poison is sort of like a really bad type, but it isn't until recently in Pokemon that Poison became a better type overall. So kind of like the thing with Poison types is, apart from... Uh, a few Pokémon, most Poison types are dual-typed, so the Poison is sort of like an add-on.
1: Yeah, essentially. Poison kind of just got pushed over to the wayside, and it, it kind of just gets left in the back, because yeah. a lot of the time it's not useful.
0: Yeah, which is unfortunate, but... At the same time, yeah. it's like, there does have to be a bummer type or whatever. So... Uh, With so
1: many things it's bound to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh but yeah, so Zubat's more just if you feel if you're feeling like you want a Zubat in your team, especially if you want a gold bat that Zubat evolves into because gold bats pretty good. Yeah. Um but yeah. otherwise I don't know about Zubat. Yeah. I don't I don't know about having I generally don't get one.
0: So we're neither going to advise nor deny you catching any of the Pokemon in Mount Moon. If you want them, then go for it. Uh, but the none of them will be particularly useful. I mean some of them might be useful, but it all depends on your team composition at this point. Uh anyway, <clears throat> shall we now move on to the types of trainers you find in Mount Moon?
1: Um yeah, so for Mount Moon trainers, um there are three um new trainers you're going to be running into, and the first one um, is the super nerd trainer. Mm-hmm. In which the super nerd trainers are generally like the people, they're, they're kind of like researchers, except they're like, they research as a speed, because so they're not actually like professors or anything, yeah. but...
0: They're failed university students who never completed their doctorate and pass themselves off as top researchers.
1: So they're,
0: um, uh, hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose they are. Uh, so if we ever get another remake for Generation 1, then I suppose they'll just change all of the super nerds into hipsters.
1: <laughs> uh, probably. Uh,
0: um... No, uh, they traditionally use very rare Pokemon. Like we said, Clefairy would be one. uh, Yeah, Uh, so they use traditionally very rare Pokemon. But again, balanced teaming, you should have no problem with them. Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, And the second type of trainer that you'll be running into is the hiker.
0: (laughs) Uh, Hikers are... As their name suggests, Rock Climbers, and true to Rock Climbers, they use almost exclusively Rock and Ground-type Pokémon. So they are quite literally just Brock repeated. Uh... Again, we sort of went over how easy Brock's team is to deal with. So, because hikers are sort of in the same wheelhouse as that, they are as easy to deal with as Brock, uh, arguably easier because they're not a gym leader. So basically, do what we said for Brock with hikers, and you'll be able to run them over.
1: Yeah, yeah. Essentially, they, like ninety percent of the time, they'll pack rocky ground types. Yeah. Um, later on, they do start having fighting types too. Yeah, but that's also not too much of an issue because that comes later.
0: Yeah. So they at they that point, your team. Would... Types.
1: Well, at that point,
0: your team's able to handle anything really. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the last type of trainer that you run into in Mount Moon, um, is the Rocket Grunt.
0: Yeah, uh, so Rocket Grunts are part of Team Rocket, which is sort of like the villains of this game. Uh, so what do you think about, Team like, obviously we'll cover Team Rocket's activities as we encounter them throughout the region, but what do you think of Team Rocket? Like, do you think they were... A good evil team a bad evil team <laughs> do you think they're good or evil people
1: um well i mean i think team rocket was a good standard of a character that's good at being bad yeah just because i mean team rocket's basically
0: mafia yeah where it's like they use like money and pokemon equal players. that's kind of what they go by yeah uh now, uh, I think Team Rocket are quite good. They are sort of like a good sort of first evil team. Obviously, we'll cover each region in each game's evil teams separately, and we'll sort of like use Team Rocket as sort of like the standard to which we compare them to. But obviously Yeah,
1: we'll and be... also like Team Rocket is like the classic team. Yeah. They're the first one that you start with, so they're yeah. just likeable in that regard
0: yeah it's that, just yeah it's but the, the Zal- nostalgia glasses but i quite like <laughs> them uh so you fight. so basically you fight first encounter with team rocket here uh they are here for the fossils that are in mount moon so in mount moon you get to pick between two fossils uh we did sort of touch over these briefly last episode but what are the fossils and which one would you say we pick
1: um, so the two fossils are the dome fossil that gives you Kabuto and the, uh, Helix fossil that gives you, uh, mm-hmm. Um, and I personally, like, prefer Kabuto. I always thought he was cooler. Yeah. Um, but since Kabuto and Ammonite are both rock water, I guess it really wouldn't matter which one you pick, Yeah. because their types are the same, and I think... Kabuto is just a more defensive one, since he's just like a shell, and Amunite's the more offensive one. I think that's how it is. It might be.
0: No, you're reversed. Amunite's the defensive one, and Kabuto's the attacking one. Because I was going to say, even though they are both the same type, uh, Kabuto and its evolution learn some grass-type moves, so there is that sort of variety there. But obviously, if you've picked a squirtle, I would say it doesn't really matter which one you get because they are water type already and you already have a strong water type. Yeah, as I said, but if you do want a water
1: type that's got like a, a sneaky grass thrown in there, cause you never know. But yeah. Whichever is
0: the way okay to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, uh, so obviously, we would recommend Kabuto. Uh but if you have a squirrel then really go for either, but again recommend Kabuto due to its grass type utility. Uh is that everything for Mount Moon? Is there anything we need to mention concerning yellow?
1: Um no, I think for the most part, double check real quick just to be sure, but I think for the most part, uh yellow's about the same. Um the only things worth mentioning that you can find in Mount Moon Um, is that there's a couple items in here that you'll run into for the first time. Um, -hmm. so, like, this is the first time that you'll be able to just find a rare candy. Mm -hmm. Um, in which is the good item to stock up on since they just level up immediately.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, something that I would use to do with my rare candies is when my starter Pokemon, well, really when it was any Pokemon that had three stages of evolution, I would give them the rare candy on the level that they would then evolve into that Pokémon, because it would be like, oh, I've trained them all this up, all the way up this way. It'd be so nice if they just instantly went, like, and evolved into their last form.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, like, for your starter, for example, if you picked, I believe Squirtle evolves at level, I believe it's 16, he evolves, um... So like you would you would train him up to level 15 yeah. and then just give him rare candy to make him evolve right away yeah uh
0: oh. but yeah that's really that's a, but you can use rare candies however you want you can use them immediately you can save them all up until you need them uh really whichever <laughs> way rare candies work
1: for you you can just give them all the magic herbs so we evolve sooner yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good idea as well. So, yeah. uh, something else I was going to mention. Uh, I have some information about Pokemon Yellow this time. is the fact that Jesse and James and Meow from the Pokemon anime make an appearance. Yes, yeah. So at the end of Mount um, right before you leave and you fought all the rocket runs and you got your fossil. Um, right when
1: you're about to leave, you get students with a team-year-old but in yellow, it's Jesse, like, in red, in red and blue, it doesn't happen. But in yellow, uh, Jesse and James, some people leaving. leaving.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is sort of unique in a way, because when you fight them, it's like, Rocket to Jesse and James want to battle. Uh, so it's sort of treated as a double battle, but obviously double battles weren't a thing until Generation 3, so it's sort of like, okay, they're both fighting us, but they're only using one Pokemon at a time, okay?
1: Yeah, you know, the limitations, but they just wanted them to be in the game because Jesse and James were cool and also good
0: villains, so... Well, they were, and they still are, and I I would always love hearing their little motto thing, and I remember an episode of the anime when they met two of their... uh, to other members of Team Rocket, and they had this argument about how you don't know how to say the motto. oh no, you don't know how to say it, then they just started angrily shouting their things motto at each other until, and it was like, they were clearly both different, and it was like, but we never found out which one was the right one, because it was like, some parts of theirs made sense, but some parts of the other ones made sense as well.
1: I believe that was when, um... Cassidy and Butch.
0: Yeah, that's it, Cassidy and
1: were, Butch. Like, the rival Rocket members.
0: <laughs> it's a shame they weren't so, in it, because they sort of got forgotten as well, like Tracy, our rival.
1: It, it, yeah, yeah, but Cassidy and Butch had a very similar style to Jesse and James, it's just that their motto was different, so they would always just say the other was wrong. Yeah. this is funny, but yeah. I think they were all great, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway.
0: Anyway. Um, so, that's Mount Moon. Uh, next up, we have Route 4, don't we?
1: Um, actually, real quick, one thing that I wanted to mention for Mount Moon, um, one thing that you can find is that there are two TMs you can run into in Mount Moon. Uh huh. Um, one, one is for Mega Punch, which is a nice strong move. Um, but the other one is a TM for Water Oh. Which I thought was good, because for some reason in this game rat attack can learn water gun so Ooh. if you want a rat with very powerful spit then you can teach <laughs> rat water gun. yes a rat
0: with spit that can destroy rocks or douse flames
1: it, yes that is scary yeah. and something as scary as that is
0: good to have if you have a rat attack yeah also for its evolution which should be happening soon if you decide to add one to your team but, uh, anyway, moving on to Route 4, is there anything of note here?
1: Um, let's see here, so Route 4, uh, yeah, so Mount Moon is just on Route 4, so, like, when you enter Mount Moon, when you leave, you're still on Route 4. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I believe, so, there is... I mean there are more Pokemon that you're able to find on Route 4.
0: Yeah. Like before we go into uh Cerulean. Cerulean. I was at Celadon, it's Cerulean. Mm-hmm. Um and one of those Pokemon
1: that's worth mentioning is uh in Pokemon Red you can find Eekins. Mm-hmm. So this is the area when he finally shows up after you've bought one already. And also a lot of Rocket Runs have Eekins. Um, you can now finally get one for yourself, if you so desire.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, would you recommend picking up Ekans, or? Um,
1: yeah, Ekans, Ekans, you never know which one is right.
0: Now, uh, we'll right. S- we'll, I, was, I was, like, thinking this every time you were saying it, I was like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I was like, no, I say Ekans. Oh, I was going to say,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. I... I don't know. I feel like I go back and forth, and sometimes I say Ekans, and sometimes I say Eakins, and mm-hmm. I don't. I never knew which one was right, so I kind of just say both of them. <laughs> I never really think about it. It just comes out. <laughs> yeah. Uh... But when it comes to having uh, an Ekans on your team, uh, I'm not so sure, only because, again, he's a poison type, Though I don't know how useful he would be. Mm-hmm. Really, the only thing that he has... Like really going for him is the fact that he can't be poisoned because he's a Poison type. Yeah. But uh, I don't know how useful a Poison type would be for right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, but no, is that all we have for Route 7? Or is there anything else of note? Uh, any changes with Yellow?
1: Nope, it's it's Route 4. Yeah. <laughs> they the said 7 by accident, but...
0: Oh! What <laughs> uh, <laughs> did that? I- Oh god you're lucky, bro.
1: Yeah, I think you're getting you're getting too far ahead.
0: <laughs> yes, uh screw Cerulean City, screw uh God, whatever the city uh, lieutenant sturgeons and We're on to route seven now. Skip five episodes of the podcast. <laughs> I
1: was just say I think you're we're trying our best not to use game sharps here, so we don't want to skip through the game. <laughs>
0: yeah. Mm. Uh so anything for Route Four? Uh, anything else of note?
1: Um, in no, not really. In Pokemon Yellow the area is pretty much the same and there's not a whole lot, so I think for route four, that is pretty much all that's worth mentioning. <laughs>
0: Well, I think that's a good note to sort of end this episode on. Uh, We now, at this point, have a Patreon and an email set up for the podcast, which is exciting. Uh, Yes, uh, I'm certain you'll be subscribing to the podcast, well, to the Patreon, to help me out, to pay me. Uh, So we have a trio of tiers on the Patreon, we have a reviewer tier, which is five, well, I'll use British currency because I'm in the UK. Uh, Obviously, it should hopefully change to your currency if you are in America or something. Uh, So, the first tier is the reviewer tier, which is £5 a month. Uh, If you join that tier, you get episodes a week early, so you'll be able to listen to our episodes a week early. Uh, there's the editor tier which is 8 pounds a month. Uh, you get your episodes a week early like before, but you also get the ability to vote on which game that we should release next. So what we'll be doing is we'll be recording the games and then it'll be when they're ready to, when a season is ready to be released, it will do a poll and it will be which season would you like to see next. Uh, and you'll also get automatic entry into our seasonal draw game draw which is where you will have the chance to win a copy of the game we are reviewing for that season uh, this will happen after the season has been published uh and so like in this case once we finish pokemon red blue and yellow there will be a copy of red blue and yellow for the game boy for you to win uh This draw will be open to everyone. You don't have to be subscribed to our Patreon to be entered into it, but you'll be entered into it for free if you're subscribed to our Patreon. And then we have the offer tier, which is £15 a month, which you get all the benefits of the previous tiers, but you also get a 25% discount code to use on our online store, which is where we're planning to sell the artworks for the podcast and any other sort of goodies that we might do in the future so pick whichever one you like uh and our email is chapterbychap1 at gmail.com if you so if you feel like you have a lot of no sorry i got that email wrong it's chapterbyc at gmail.com that was our twitter handle so if you want to follow that that was the username i just shouted out earlier uh But, so if you feel like there's a video game that you have a lot of knowledge on and you would like to be the expert for a season covering said game, we would love to hear from you because I only have three guests lined up right now. So I don't know what the hell I'm going to do when we run out of content with the three people I have lined up. (laughs) So please (coughs) send emails. Please send emails and audition tapes. Uh, So would you like to plug your YouTube before you go?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. So, my YouTube channel is which uh, Chaos it's C-H-A-O-S-R-O-Y, uh-huh. in which I cover all kinds of games on there, whether it be gameplay videos or just, like, sitting and talking more about all kinds of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so, please subscribe over there yes. if you are interested and my voice doesn't bother you. then <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, uh, it's better than my voice, I'll say that much. I prefer your voice to well, my voice.
1: No, I think you're just biased because,
0: like... Everyone (laughs) hates their own voice.
1: (laughs) Um, But, yeah, and the Patreon sounds great. I'm very excited to see it and all the artwork that's going to be on there.
0: Yeah. Uh, I should also give a mention, the artwork is being done by my best friend, uh, Mario Alvaro. Uh, His Instagram, if you're interested in seeing his artwork, and obviously I'm assuming he'll post the podcast artwork up there but if you want to see any other stuff that he does his instagram is at welcome to my world and it's wlcm underscore t underscore my underscore w r l d and another underscore because he has to be awkward like that uh but well uh thanks for listening to our podcast and we hope to see you next time right